Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm your host, Kim Thompson Pinder. And joining us in back-to-back episodes is the Authority Gang, Samantha King, Crystal Duku, and Carol Boston. Welcome back, you guys. They all waved at you. We're on Zoom. Hi, everyone. Good to be back. You mean I got dressed up and they can't even see me? What the hell? Well, if they watch it on YouTube, but most people listen, so... So the last episode, uh, we did a few things. First of all, we had not been together for a long time. So we did a quick catch up on what's going on in everybody's life. And then we started talking about visibility. And where we really focused in on was intentionality. You know, if you want to be visible, you have to be intentional about it. And we kind of sidetracked a little bit, but we sidetracked in an interesting way because we we t- we got into the consistency factor and then how this is consistency factor builds relationships, especially on social media. So I think we we covered that because you know not, not only do you need to be visible, you have to make the connection. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's not just about being out there being visible, being visible, being visible. And I think Samantha, that's what you were saying was. You know, you, if you're just posting and you're not engaging or you're not getting people to engage with you, Samantha said, you know, it's like standing on a stage and screaming at, at the audience. Right. And we don't want to do that. We want to engage. So if you didn't listen to the first episode, I suggest you go back and you listen because it, it was powerful. So I'm going to open the floor because I do a lot of the talking. And what else do we want to talk about in terms of visibility today? Who has something else they want to contribute? I want to touch on something that I think Sam said that was very important is that it's a dialogue and not a monologue. Mm. So in this leadership group that I'm in, I'm going into the private group and I did some Facebook lives and the feedback I got from one of my buddies. Now, remember, other people's opinions and judgments of you are none of your business, right? They're not about you. So the first couple of times I went on there as a joke, I said, hello, everybody. Welcome to Carol's Courage, the Confidence Corner. And I was like, Oh, wait, I'm not on my page. And so that's what I did. Right. And most people loved it, but it triggered her for some reason. So she decided I was being salesy. But then what she said was, she goes, it looks like you're reading from a script. I started laughing. I said, I'm looking over here at the comment section. I want people to talk to me. This is a live. I don't want to be just talking by myself. I'm looking for dialogue. So I just kind of chuckled because I had to learn the dialogue is very important. It's important in building the relationship. It's important to make people feel heard. Um, And so I just, I found that really humorous. So I would just tell you that, you know, what Sam said was really important. It's a dialogue. It's not a one-way, a one-way visit. And I kind of laughed and I said, yeah, my 
my previous social media manager and the one I have now wishes I had a script and I would tell them what I was going to talk about every Monday because I don't know until I show up. <laughs> I don't ever have a script. But it goes That's to funny, what I was girl. saying too, with, with whichever way you choose to be visible and market and sell in your business, it needs to be something that aligns with you. Yes. Where if mm. somebody had said to you, Carol, like, well, if you don't have a script, like, don't even bother, you'd be like, well, <laughs> sorry, that's not how I operate. Right. Like you're, mm. you're trying to put me into a box where this is not what I do. And I think that it's so key because we allow these block, like, again, it's about that messaging, right? We're being told we have to do reels and we have to do Instagram and we have to do video. And it's like, well, if I'm not a video person, then this is now going to become something that I'm thinking I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm going to avoid it at all costs. So then I'm not going to do it. So then it's going to be like this whole, you know, thing that's weighing on me. And now I'm feeling bad about myself. Right. And Carol, as you would say, like now it's kicking me, it's kicking me in the mindset, but, and it, and really, I just need to reframe and say, video is working for them. But that's not how I market my business. And that's not, that's not the two-way engagement relationship I want to create. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. Cause maybe your strength is in writing. Like I would much rather write than do video. Okay. I'm doing video. I'm challenging myself. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to start doing some lives, but you know, my strength is in writing. And that's one of the reasons why I'm focusing on putting out this series of really great articles that, you know, will get engagement because that's my strength. But, you know, you talked about engagement today. So when I was teaching the masterclass, I was actually talking about visibility. And, you know, I was talking about, you know, when you're not visible, you're in the ocean of obscurity, right? You're, you're just like everybody else who does the same thing that you do. Okay, it's not that you're not special, you don't have skills, talents, abilities, but if people don't know you, that's how they see you, right? So I, I said to everybody, I said, okay, so I want you to picture yourselves in a grocery store and you're, you've got to buy light bulbs. You know, do you, do you go up to the light bulbs in, in the aisle and go pick each one up and examine it and look at it and, and determine, you know, which special one is just for you? Or do you grab the first one off the shelf? And walk away. So I said, how many, how many people examine the light bulbs? So that was, you know, a question to get engagement. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, or or how many of you just walk up to the shelf, make sure you got the right wattage and grab the first one that's there. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's the same thing with visibility. When you're not visible, it's not that you can't get business, but it's kind of like, okay, it's your turn to be picked type yeah. thing. Whereas when you're visible, you're like. You're like the package with all the signs and, and you know, uh, on the display and, you know, people can't help but see you and pick you. Right. Yeah. So that's what I was I was kind of talking about today. But I'm like, how many people just go up to the light bulbs and pick one? <laughs> Can I just say, though, there's an importance in understanding your audience and yes. who is in your audience. so You can understand that psychology because. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is that we do have, we had to have people who, I mean, I, I help online course creators and I'm a former teacher, right? So we have people who learn differently, process information differently, make decisions differently. And all of those people are hanging out in our audience, but we yes. have to be very clear on who, who are, dis, who are, who's that? Like Carol was talking about how she had somebody who was kind of in her pipeline for about a year. We need to know, and you always want people who are at different stages in your pipeline and your relationship with you. But when it comes to that, Hey, I'm marketing something to sell it. 
because I believe when you're marketing, all messaging should, it's got to lead back to, all roads need to lead back to whatever you're selling. You know, you have to understand, okay, at, at, at this point, they're ready to make this buying decision with me. Now, who are they? And how can I create marketing and messaging around and sales strategy around that, that is going to engage them, right? Because I got, I have to address their objections, but do I need to address, address their objections in 10 emails or can I just do it in two or one or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like you, I'm, I'm the person who doesn't look at the different things. Like if I have to stand there and think about the light bulb or the whatever, I'm just going to grab whatever. I've always grabbed for whatever reason. And those are, and Carol, you can probably speak to this, but like, that's because I've always done that, right? Like I always get no name strawberry jam. And my husband is like, he was raised in a different household where he had different name brands that he enjoyed. And I'm like, I don't care what it is, just no name strawberry jam, because that's what we grew up on. Mm-hmm. And so again, there's probably some reason it's attached to that, but it's also this idea that it's another thing I don't have to think about, right? If yeah. we go back to like somebody like Steve Jobs, right? Mark Zuckerberg probably dresses this way too, because yeah. they're like that. But like Carol's nodding her head, right? Steve yeah. Jobs, he was like, I'm going to wear jeans and a turtleneck because I don't have to, that's one less thing I have to think about. Right. If we can, if we can just, you know, and so who do we have in our audience? How do they make decisions? And and it is not just how do they buy stuff, but like, how do they choose their jam? How do they choose what they wear in the morning? Right. Crystal said in the last episode, she loves to like, she spends her, it's hard to get her to part with her money unless it's on a great restaurant. Right. You guys know me. If it's like a graphic t shirt or like a Tumblr with a meme or something on it, like I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's a hundred dollars for a hoodie of the Inspector Gadget characters from the 80s. No problem. Even though we're going into spring here in Canada, we're finally in spring and summer here in Canada. I want the hoodie. I need to have that. Give it to me now. Here's my money. Right. And so it's about understanding. And how do you do that, Kim? It goes back to that two-way engagement. Yes. And and I do want to jump back to something that you said earlier, Sam, about, you know, understanding like the content, right? Sometimes for the entrepreneurs that are on here who may not feel comfortable with video and now they're stressed out about making the video and and everything and then Kim you said how you're more comfortable writing and I I think it boils down back to where where can I show up most authentic because sometimes like I know if I have to make a video I have to take like 10 shots the messaging does not come out well I'm stressed out about is is my mouth moving a different direction what is wrong right and I'm stressed out and then guess what I don't make it and I don't post it but give me a nice like start to write from my heart and something that I know because I do know that I'm skilled at writing and writing in a way that captures and pulls in somebody's emotions that that is a, a talent of mine and after working with Carol you know I, I love the confidence that I have because before I would have never said that but when I when I'm authentic with myself and I'm writing that I know that it, it will it will connect with that particular person that wants to read it that that actually it does something to them because I was coming from an authentic place maybe showing up on video is more authentic or or singing so whatever and I think you know it's finding the right balance and yes there are different strategies we have to employ but I I just wanted to bring back that as we're seeking that visibility it is important to stop and ask ourselves what is most authentic to me 
as well, that where I will feel most comfortable as well, because I don't want to lose that messaging. So like I will try to incorporate video, but the majority of my content, I will drive it written. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think, I think, it, you know, especially in the beginning, I think that's important, but I think it, you do hit a time when you have to challenge yourself and you have to break out of your box. Like one thing that I found with doing the podcast was I realized that very early on in, in the process, you know, cause I was working with a podcast mentor and he's like, you know, do you want to just do the podcast yourself or do you want to have guests? And I very quickly realized that talking to myself, the episodes were not going to be very long. <laughs> I, I work best and, you know, the best comes out of me when I'm engaging with other people, when we're, we're having those conversations and, and you feed off of each other's ideas and, and you contribute. So even when it comes to visibility, don't think you always have to do it yourself. When I started the podcast, one of the things I did um, was I brought on my best friend, Juanita. She was my co-host. So we would do episodes together. We, you know, we've been friends for 35 years. I can practically read her brain. She can read mine. Right. So, you know, in terms of, of doing the episodes, it was so easy because we just feed off of each other. Right. She says one thing. It triggers one thing. I trigger her. She triggers me. We have these great conversations, you know, back and forth. We know how each other communicates. So they were they were good episodes. So when it comes to visibility, it's not that you always have to do everything yourself. Mm -hmm. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. Something that's important that's coming up is about getting out of your comfort zone because I was building my business completely offline. Y'all laughed at me. Y'all assigned me in this authority group to be the queen of Facebook. And I was the girl who said, I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't want look at what I learned though. I freaking love interviewing. I love doing interviews. I love having that. I would have never stepped into that had that situation not arised. And I had people encouraging me to step into that. And it's like I decided I don't. I don't, I think it was before, since the last time we talked, but, um, I did a video one day and I sent it over to my VA to post. And she's like, what? I called it, I think I called it courage and cockroaches. And I I don't know if I told you guys it's called courage and cockroaches. And so she listens to it and she sends me this email back. She said, oh my God, that how in the world, that's hysterical. How did you tie cockroaches into business? Right. And I've just learned that I love to do that three weeks ago. I'm getting ready for our leadership call at three o'clock on a Monday. And I hear this crunch, crunch, crunch. I thought, what is that? I sneak over to the window. I open up the curtains and there is a massive, his, his paws were as big as my hand. Iguana. It was oh, iguana. I saw your picture. You saw that? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that too. That was amazing. And I turned that into, because he was on the other side of the glass. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I, I knew I knew he couldn't get me, but yet when I was trying to take his picture and he jumped, what do you think I did? I got <laughs> I jumped back and I turned that into a video about how in our business, when we know something really can't hurt us, are we scared to try it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yes. So I just I'm just grateful that for whatever reason I was forced to step into that because I have fun and I love doing that. Yeah. But sometimes you have to just get out of your comfort zone. I mean, think about it. Crystal knows the the third week I did my cocktail show, I went live in somebody else's group. Yeah. I was so I was so ignorant I wasn't even on my own page. Right? 
I think one of the things too that you do really well, Carol, and the more I have been going outside of my comfort zone into email marketing, um, uh, that's just one example. But okay, so email marketing, right? Which is something I've always put off, even though the ROI is is pretty good. One of the things that they everybody keeps telling me who does this successfully and sells and uses this as their authority island is the content bank. Like have a content basically like a content journal that they call it or a story vault where you just write down things that happen to you. Now, mm-hmm. unlike Carol, mine always ends up with this, the episode of this show and blah, blah, blah. Because I, as you guys know, like I think in TV and movie lines, gifts and memes are my love language and graphic t-shirts are my suit of armor. And so I'll be watching a show and being like, oh my goodness, this would make such a good YouTube video, which is where my authority island is. And how could I turn this whole, use this whole analogy, right? And it's just, and and I think that's so empowering when we, because I don't know about you, but I suffer from blank page syndrome where I stare at the screen and I'm like, whether it's, you know, cause I like to create an outline for my video. I do go live like Carol does, but if I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional, I'll create like an outline. Um, and I kind of dance that line where I'd like a teleprompter. I'm in the middle of Carol and, and Crystal there, <laughs> but it's so funny because you know, you, you want to like, we all want to, to, to do whatever the content creation is that it is, whether it's blogging or whatever, but a lot of us, like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I'll sit there and be like, what am I going to write? And so what I just started doing was having like a piece of paper, because I know my ideas come while I'm watching television, having a piece of paper beside me while I'm watching TV, but it could be the same thing. Like Carol, there she was, it was like this gnawing, this experience with an iguana. And how can you turn that into a piece of content and you do it, Carol, you do that. You remember, I don't know if you remember them or write them down, but you do it so well. And I think it's so important for the people who are hearing us talk about visibility, consistency, sales, marketing, to realize that we don't, we're not just like, Hey, today is Monday. And I'm so excited to write my email blog post, insert, whatever it is that you do. We, that happens. And, and for story vaults, it's been something that's really been interesting that I've been exploring. It's helping. I've actually, I've actually been growing seeds. And so I've done, you know, several articles on this process of growing seeds and how it relates to different parts of my business. You know, like, how does it relate to sales? How does it relate to your network and all this kind? So I sit there and I I keep staring at my, my seedlings because, you know, I planted 24. I think I have five. (laughs) Right. And, and all these analogies of, you know, how does that relate to business and even visibility? Like, think about it. You know, you you put something out there, but not everybody's going to respond. Not everyone's going to get it. Not everybody's going to experience growth because of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you were also talking about, you know, the targeting. And you need to recognize that, you know, when you're putting content out there and you want to be visible, I think the more you target down, the more you niche, niche, I can never remember which way is U.S. Canada, so I just say both, uh, niche down, you know, the more effective your content's going to be, but the fewer the people who are going to respond to it. But that means you're getting to your ideal client as opposed to people who are going to show up in the masses who really... Yeah, just showing up to get a free tidbit and they're not really interested in you. And that's an important thing to remember. I was I was listening today, getting training from my email marketing 
uh, person that I'm learning from right now. And she was talking about different ways. We, of course, whenever I'm in the room, it comes down to like borrowing other people's audiences. And she was talking about a specific way that she actually has stopped doing because it's kind of to piggyback on what Carol was saying was she was getting the wrong people on her list. Like, yes, she was growing her list, but they weren't the right people. And so, you know, it's, it is very key that yes, maybe I, you planted 25 and Carol, you know, I could talk about the seeds analogy too. Um, <laughs> you planted 25. That's not from a TV show. I don't know where that came from, uh, but you planted 25 seeds and maybe only five of them survived, but that's really what like sales is a numbers game. Business is a numbers game, but the clearer you are with your messaging, the, the more intentional you are with what you do in your niche. This is when, yeah, you may get 25 leads and 20 of them may unsubscribe, but those five that are there, they've now yeah. self-qualified themselves to say, whatever it is that you're offering, I'm here. Right. Yeah. And just to share, so just to share an experience where it really started to, you know, as an entrepreneur really started to make me look like I was in awe and I was, I started to dig in a lot more to see how I can learn. So as of recently, I have become a BTS fan. I love them. They're amazing, but not because they're just K-pop, but because of the business aspect of it. And I did a long post on LinkedIn about it. It was very, very interesting to me about how a band that was relatively unknown with an unknown company how now they're like the biggest band in the world, right? But when you when you hear about what it is that they did, it was about the their producer had no money. They they were seven guys in their teenage years. And what he said to them, he's like, look, everybody writes about love and, and heartbreak and stuff. I want you guys to write about your struggles. And I want you to be authentic in what your messaging is and write about your struggles as a teenager, as a, as an adult, what, what the situation is, it's not popular, but get in there. And then I want you to start getting in and interacting with the little bit of fans you have. So they would, they would all have like little cam, like little cameras, they would record and upload it and interact with their fans from day one, when they were relatively unknown. And to this day, they still do that. After their, the concert, they had four days they had four days that was all sold out at 65,000 capacity. Um, plus they rented out the MGM grand, grand where people came and paid to watch them perform live, but on the screen because they couldn't get the concerts. Then they live stream it the last day. But after their concert, they still got on and they interacted with their fans after their concert and they they're very open so they do different things some of them will write some of them will post but they 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 always kept that visibility at the pandemic when everything shut down they put on online concerts they put content out and as a business person that really it, it started to make me look about like well this is how they were able to grow this Seven, seven guys, a guy that had no money and they were able to grow into this. And it's because of their authentic messages, because they use different forms to make sure they remain visible. And when even when they, they started to get a different audience and a larger audience, they still kept those things that grounded them to keep growing. And, and now what I love is that and I think this is this is the case that we want to get to with our like all of us have great referrals 
from our from our fans or from our clients right that that now they bring like they will refer people to you and i think i i, I think i'm breaking up i will probably write it better but i think the analogy is which it just had me looking at like from a business perspective i think like this was brilliant what they do and how can i apply that that same visibility that same making sure that i'm connecting on all levels and i'm understanding what my client what my client wants and also producing content for them but also remaining authentic to what my message is so you talk about bts so the first time like this is the age difference between me and you so the first time i heard bts was McDonald's announcing they had BTS Chicken McNuggets. And I'm trying to think, what is a BTS Chicken McNugget? And then you saw these kids singing, and I'm like, I still don't get it. Like, <laughs> But guess what? McDonald's, probably when they, because of BTS fans, I wasn't even a BTS fan then, but my best friend was, and I don't eat McDonald's, but you bet, best believe that I was ordering that BTS meal so I can keep it for her and so mcdonald's they and it goes back to what you were saying sam about borrowing other people's audience so all of a sudden mcdonald's was like oh okay let me um let me get some and they call them armies like well i'm an army too but they call it that's what they call the fan base this is how i'm going to sell out and make a lot of money let's just slap bts on it give them some money too and their fans are going to buy this out just to keep it. And do you know what that McDonald's stuff retail at now in um, on on eBay? A lot of money, a lot of money. It's it's insane. And it's so from a from like a business perspective, I was like, this isn't this is smart. And a lot of the Grammys with the numbers that were going down had BTS perform at the beginning of the award show waited until the end of the award show to announce their group so that they can keep their viewers their viewers up and it was the highest and so i'm like i'm just like my mind is always blown from a business perspective and i feel i like i i find it like a case study so i like learning how they how they've reached this level of success and so we're just in love with those guys. Come on. Yeah. But, it, but it can happen anywhere. If you go onto my YouTube channel, I talk about how, <laughs> right? It can happen with anything. If you go onto my YouTube channel, I actually have a video of about uh, one of the cast members of the show Outlander. Mm-hmm. And how they and they did um they they did it in a different. I always say they niche down, right? They he really leaned into that role and created all kinds of different revenue opportunities from it. And, you know, with, with BTS, they're doing more collaborations. And I mean, Kim, you've seen it up here for the Canadians. It's the same as our Bieber Timbits or whatever they are. Justin Bieber stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We got Justin (laughs) Bieber. Right. Canadians and their Tim Hortons and they're now Justin Bieber. Right. It's the same thing, but I think, you know, it's really important to look at all these things and whether you like you know, K-pop or whether you like Outlander or heck, whether you like Kris Jenner, right? It's important to watch these people and really think about what is going on and what can we learn from it at the, at the baseline and how can we use it 
to do better? How can we use it to, because we don't have to, like, we don't have to hustle like Chris Jenner, who seems to always be like doing something that doesn't necessarily need to be my measurement of success. Yeah. I don't need to have millions of fans like BTS, right? I don't need to create multiple streams of incomes from one role, like this outlander star did, but we can still learn things from them. Yes. And we can yes. look at it and say like, Hey, right. Because it's really interesting that McDonald's went that route because for me, I grew up in the nineties and the way McDonald's got audience, uh, the way McDonald's got customers at that point was the, and Kim, you might remember this too, if depending on the age of your kids is all the Disney movie toys. Yes. Right. You, your kids wanted to go to McDonald's because they had the best toys. Mm -hmm. Right. And you got like all the, you got all the Tarzan movie toys and the, you know, uh, I think there were even Hercules ones. I just remember the Tarzan ones for some reason. Right. And so these businesses have evolved over time and they didn't use, like, they didn't use social media. They didn't use video, whatever is the fad right now. And so you don't have to tune into everything. If you like blogging, like Kim does do blogging. If you want to do live video, like Carol does, and you're like, you know what? I don't really need an outline. I've got a topic and I know the message will just come to me. Then do that right? If you're like me and some days you can go live and some days you need an outline, go to town, right? I think it's just important that we find what aligns with us and then we track. And I think it was Carol that was talking about, you know, her, her cocktail show and how she had, she put it on pause because it was a great time. It was fun, but how can I, how can I get the ROI on that, that I want, right? Because that's the other thing we haven't really talked about, which is tracking, spending the time to track and figure out what's working so we can do exactly what BTS did when they started engaging with their fans. However, it was that the seven of them choked because you said they didn't all do it in the same way, but they doubled down on that momentum. Yeah. yeah. Right. They doubled so, down. So I'm the generation before you. So McDonald's at that point was, you know, keep your eyes on your fries or they may just disappear. Two all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, onions on a sesame seed bun. Right. So, you know, for me, I, I was always very musical in that. So, you know, those kind of things just, Great. you know, it kept it in my mind. Right. And, you know, one of the things I was just thinking of while you're talking, like in about 15 minutes after we get off this call, I am watching the very last episode of This Is Us. Now, I actually recommend that you all watch it for one reason. They are the the most incredible long-term storytellers I have ever seen. This show has been on for six years, and it spans probably a hundred years of family history. Yeah. And how they weave all the stories in and out of each other, going back and forth between the, the past, the present, and the future. And I've been watching it because I'm, I'm, well, first of all, it just has captured my heart. But second of all, I'm watching it because I'm watching how they weave the stories mm-hmm. and how they tell the stories. If you see, they don't give everything away, right? They give you that little bit, that little bit. And then the next time they tie it back and you're like, oh, so that's how that worked, right? So, you know, even if you're not like a family drama type person, watch the show to learn how to tell a story. Yes, highly recommend. 
Anyway, we have gone well over our 30 minutes for today. So uh, I do want to give everybody a chance for one last quick parting thought. So Carol, a parting thought from you. Parting thought, trust in the process and take the next step. Get out of your comfort zone. Try something without judgment. Instead of saying, oh, that sucked. Say, oh, that part worked. This part didn't. I'm going to tweak this and take the next step. That would be what awesome. I would say. Yeah. Crystal. My parting thought would be one, you know, and I, I, this is what I've learned from Carol when she was my business coach, but be open to the possibilities of your business, right? One, always be open to it and the direction that it's going to take you Two, think about what it is that you want for your business. And I always say that now, Carol, I'm like, what do I want for my business? Yes. And three, do spend some time as how we've all done. You know, you spend some time and you think about, well, what what would I want it to look like? And and be open and be open to the possibilities. And it you're going to be led in that direction. And just trust again, trust the process. I want to reiterate that trust the process because it's it's an amazing process. <laughs> Thanks, Crystal. That was great. Samantha. I think my, my parting thought on this really is all about doing, doing all things with intention and and not living in a state of fear because the reality is there is no one right answer. There's no magic pill. There's no, you know, button that's going to unlock it all. There's no, you know, bat phone that you can call. You have to try things out. You have to try. And if you sit in fear, it's just going to take you that much longer to get the momentum to make your dreams for your business happen. Mm-hmm. So just try, try yeah. and see and, where and, it goes and do that tracking. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, the other side of, of, you know, building momentum is the consistency factor. So you can't be afraid to try things, but once you find that thing that works, you have to be consistent at it until you see the results that you want. So wonderful time, ladies. It has been so amazing getting back with you guys again. And uh, we will have to get more consistent in doing these episodes. <laughs> anyway, this has been Carol Boston, Crystal Duku, Samantha Kim, uh, Samantha King. It's getting late at night. And yeah. Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.